Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG related. I am your host, Matthew Malice, and with me, as always, you got my two friends in two little black boxes, Ryan. Your skin's coming back in nicely. I'm glad you noticed. And Scott. You gave them your last name, Matthew. Now they own it. Yeah, I only have one name left. I know. Well, you, you, you have the one that you can give away, but then you gave away the last one. I'm not giving away the last one, although they <laughs> probably know. Um, but no. Uh, hey, hey, what's up? One, welcome Hello. back. We're back. We're back. We're back. Been a bit of a minute. Yeah. I want to say thank you to Scott and Ryan for holding down the fort while I was taking a little bit of a breather before Dragon Con. Uh, and I'll, then I also want to thank Chelsea and Alon for being my co-host at Dragon Con. That was an experience. It was cool. It was interesting. Probably talk about that in a little bit, in just a little while. Um, but Ryan, how's your game been? Pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, kind of got over a big arc. Like started a new arc in uh, front, r- the Rhyme of the Frost Maiden game that I've been running for almost a year now. Oh my god! Yep. Um, yeah, yeah. Got them to the big reveal of what 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 happened you know what's going on so that's mm-hmm. fun because you are absolutely off the book now like oh yeah no no oh, no yeah. stands or buzz about it no i gotta i mean don't get me wrong we're about to go they're going into the fey wild now so i'm probably going to be be a good citizen and get something like find some some resources on the dms guild um scott why does that cat love trump so much <laughs> i don't know why that cat loves trump so much why do those cats like trump so much scott why did you change your background to trump cats <laughs> they're why not that? trump cats they're 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 four avatars of, trump of the trump of the trump four seasons they're trump furries the most terrible form wow that would that'd be awful i never want to meet those you don't ever. think they exist uh, i yes. know i know they exist i never want to meet them them and the burned furs you know oh yeah there are some terrible rabbit holes that one can go down regarding literally mm-hmm. oh yes go down that particular rabbit hole well anything else ryan from your uh, um... <laughs> i'll let scott tell his great story from strad because he really earned that uh yeah uh, i will I'll, I'll tell that in a bit i mean scott how is your gaming pit oh yeah. man i've had a lot of gaming um so uh let's see uh, i've been playing in a short campaign of trinity continuum aeon which you can see on the onyx path twitch channel and eventually it'll be up on their youtube channel that's Links saturday show notes. saturday yeah it's uh, saturday at 6 p.m uh and eventually it'll go up on youtube which is probably the more long long lasting version yeah, of that it's the archive that's been fun. Uh, but two sessions of that in. Um, uh, the last session is this Thursday. So that's been fun. I've been enjoying that. It's kind of a nice cosmic space horror event horizon uh, doom kind of thing. Yeah, uh, my favorite. Ooh, I, mean, I, I actually that that intrigues me. That, that yeah, no, it's just... been fun. It, 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 you should watch it. Like it's a fun. It's a fun little campaign. Um, the uh, aberrant's been great. Uh, it's been yep. all along. Uh, we got the, the next arc uh, filming right now. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, I played Curse of Strahd uh, last week, which was great. Uh, we, we had a werewolf den issue uh, in which we were like, every step we took got us further and further into fucked town. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like we were yeah. just making the worst possible decisions ever. Uh, and, uh, I was like, okay, I, I gotta, I gotta do something clever to, to, to fix this. I had something clever in mind. Uh, and then Ryan decided to put his hand into a treasure pile, which kind of ruined my treasure plan. What I was going to do, Ryan, uh, was I was going to, uh, major image, 
mm. the um the I was gonna sleight of hand the 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 holy symbol and major image that it was still in there. Oh man, that was my that was my that plan. Was much smarter than what I did. Yeah, I know. Um, but so then I had to be super clever, uh, and we happened to be almost alone in the in the chamber where yeah. the shrine was. We were yeah like, the big like, the big boss of the place thought we was chumps. Yeah, the big boss thought we was chumps. Uh, so it was him. Uh, the other werewolf lady who had who just by luck and chance happened <laughs> to be uh, his like rival, mm. like uh, the person who was trying to undermine him, uh, and a bunch of fucking kids in cages. Um, thanks, Biden. Um, <laughs> but I um, so the combat started, uh, and it was still just us in the room, and we were dealing with that guy. Uh, so I had the the idea of. Uh, running up like open palms, striking him, and um, because we knew we were dealing with werewolves, I had removed curse ready. Uh, and I was just like, "Heaven burns you, your power away." I I pictured it more as like, I know that I that's good too, but the way I do it because you are just you're kind of a fancy fellow. Yeah, you just very very sternly walked up to him and just fucking slapped, slapped him. him yeah just across the face mm-hmm. and slapped the lycanthropy off him yeah <laughs> uh yeah literally burnt like burned his lycanthropy away and that changed his tune real quick oh uh, yeah his, oh uh, no i don't uh, have superpowers anymore <laughs> yeah well and well and then then he's, he's full of a bunch of people who are going to kill him as soon as they realize that he doesn't have his lycanthropy anymore uh, and luckily the woman who was there kind of figured some shit out. We made a bunch of deals. Like we made like three deals in a row, yep. like each one overriding the last one. Yep. Ended up killing him, freeing all the kids, uh, and getting the fuck out of there before anyone else caught wise. It was great. Awesome. And on top of all that, I've been playing a lot of us Solasta Crown of the Magister, which is basically role-playing, except I'm the entire party. Yeah. Yeah, that story, Scott. That's that. That's the. I'd that's say it's tough. the D and D. It's the magic of D and D. But that's kind of the magic of D and D. Is those those like juicy moments of where the things just kind of fall into place, and you do one cool and interesting thing that just changes the dynamic. Like, because like part of the thing we were we walked through the entire dungeon basically because we had we had flim flammed our way into getting like like a, like a tour of the place essentially. <laughs> Um, but like, we're like, oh God, there's, there's a whole lot of these. There's like many, many dudes here. There's a there's, lot of werewolves. Like there's a lot, a lot of, of fucking werewolves and wolves, uh, and wolf wolves and wolf wolves. So it's like, yeah, if we don't come up with something, we're going to get our shit pushed in. Yeah. It was about to be pretty sloppy. Uh, and like our, our, our ranger was still hiding at like the mouth of the cave. Yep. Uh, like uh, Adrian uh, had decided to to like be a fallback position, uh, yeah, which sucks case. because uh, he he's he's the one with the werewolf hunter abilities. <laughs> and, <laughs> the the werewolf hunter was not in the den with the werewolves. No, um, one might expect that might be because they had common sense. Yeah, <laughs> I was acting outside of rationality in a big way because I was just. My character is so broken and tired now because mm-hmm. he's actually like you wouldn't know it by the way he plays. But before he got to Ravenloft, he was a really happy, upbeat guy, and you still see flashes of that. But a lot of times now, he's just very, very sad. Well, it's a, Probably, it's a sad place. He it's liked the fun. sun a lot. Like he really liked the sun. He really misses 
the sun. Audience, take note. That's how you put weakness and flaws into your character, and you make it into a thing. Mm-hmm. You just develop Slowly the character. going insane. Yeah, yep. exactly. And it's appropriate to being in fucking Barovia it's full of horrors. Bro- it is breaking him. You know? Yeah. Uh, but that yeah. is mostly my game. I played through Control, uh, the video game. That is yep. a fun game. Ah, uh, yes. SCP by Remedy. Uh, if you haven't played that game, either of you and listeners, I suggest it. It gets real trippy near the end. I, I, I really, really like it like i i you know i really like scp stuff oh yeah it's literally just the scp foundation mm-hmm. um i yeah. tried playing it and it gave me the little twirly tummies so yeah, I, yeah. it is a little chaotic yeah uh, it's, and the, yeah, yeah the, the graphics are a little shimmery I, yeah i have played it i have it because it was free on ps on the ps network mm-hmm. uh i want to get it for my computer because i think it'll run better and it'll look better on I my bet. computer You're right and and I'll do that, and I need to play. It. I enjoyed it over what I did yeah. play. I enjoyed it. It's real fucking weird. Like it's, it's real a weird. Straight weird game. Uh, the way I, I I heard it described best is um it's a cosmic horror game with a superhero protagonist. Yeah. Uh, so it's like oh yeah, you're a thing that's eaten many people and turned them into static monsters. Here, catch a filing cabinet. Yeah, okay. yeah, uh, yeah. She she quickly loses her shine of like weird shits happening. <laughs> I, I don't I don't care. I, I just I, need I, to keep going. I greatly appreciate her intro, intro her uh, taking the badge of office. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was oh, fun. Yeah. How how one takes the badge of office in that foundation. Mm-hmm. Got to you got to You got to really want it. I'll put it that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. You got uh, to override some instincts. I'll tell you that. But uh, that's most of my gaming. We'll we'll talk about the big big game that I played a yep. little later. Yep. Uh, Matthew, how's your game gaming been? Of uh, Mad Mage. That's what it's been doing. I really. Oh yeah, did, we played the Mad Mage. Yeah, we did the Mad Mage. Uh, we are on the uh, the penultimate level. That means the, mm, the level yeah. before the end. Yeah. So the last three levels of the thing are one level basically or one meta level where you're basically going through and beating up a bunch of like far realm cultist arc mages yeah it's kind of insanity it's literally insanity town um there is a bazillion uh, was it what are i guys called Oh, Nothics. Nothics, like a bazillion Nothics, but but either they're they are legit scared of us, or Andrew's like, nope, I don't want to run that much combat because there's like forty of them in this like hallway well, the area. The thing is, like Nothics are they're like fifty HP and they do have annoying abilities. Yeah, but at the end of the day, I, I just like they're like, oh, they're evil. I'm like, but I don't know, man. Like they're just kind of pathetic to me. Just yeah, because. We are level 19. So oh, yeah, it's stupid. Yeah. So we are doing this. We're we're on the the sub level three of level twenty one. <laughs> oh yeah. I totally gapped an archmage in one turn. I, yeah. I OTK'd an archmage. Yeah, there nice. there is a there is a crane I don't give a fuck anymore, give zero fucks moment where he, he Andrew did something smart, which he's like, okay, you all are in the room, wall force in front of the doorway, you're not getting out of that room. Because you can't dispel a wall force, you need to disintegrate. And he just motherfucker just teleported out and just unloaded on him. Shadow and walked he went and down. then action surged. Yeah, it just splattered. Yeah, nice, nice. Um, that's most of my gaming. I'm just obviously just doing a lot of miniature stuff and painting. Um, 
that's mostly what I've been doing. Um, eventually, I will get back into another RPG. I mean, I'm running, helping Scott run Atomic Youth, which is fun, which is fine. Um, but soon, soon I maybe I'll play or run something. I'm not exactly sure. Fun. My life's a cool. little chaotic right now. But yeah. um, so we're gonna go hop right on into the news. There is a butt ton to talk about. Just indeed. Well, we just had Gen Con, so yeah, Gen Con and a lot of other announcements. So Scott, you want to take it away? Uh, well, the big one that just dropped, like I think it was wasn't directly from Gen Con, but it is the announcement of the yep. next evolution of Dungeons and Dragons. Dragons. Yeah, which yeah. is going to be five point five. It's five point five or five five e advanced. They, they will uh, probably call it six edition. I really. Think I don't think they're going to call no, it. They, they are specifically saying they they refuse to use the word edition. Ah. Like Jer- Jeremy Crawford and all those folks, they would not use that word. Yeah, they, then, then it's going to be more like D, like fifth fifth edition advanced or something. Yeah, like it's, it's going to be fifth edition advanced or, or you know five point five. Well, uh, they 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 basically said yeah, it is backwards compatible unless it is a book that is specifically replacing another book. Right. So I yeah. imagine we're going to get a replacement for the player's guide at the very least. Uh, yeah. Mordenkainen's uh, Mordenkainen. We're actually sort of pseudo getting Mordenkainen's um, Monsters of the Multiverse is Ooh. going to basically be the new PHP. Really? Uh, not the, PHP, the Monster Manual. Monster Manual, gotcha. Because okay. okay. it's going to have uh, 250 monsters in it, all th- like 30-player race revamps, according to them. And they're also going to have like tiered stat blocks for every class for NPCs of that class. So you can get like, this is a, a CR, this is a level 4 bard. This is a level 10 bard. Ah, Burgund yeah. presents Monsters of the Multiverse. Okay. So it's just so it's like they're they're going real granular in monster design, basically. Which is which is what it needs. It, yeah, and because that's the one thing that really kind of lacks in fifth edition still, even after all these years, almost ten years later, there there isn't a menagerie of insane monsters. And I mean, and I get why, like the monster design is actually tricky, and you don't want to introduce too many. And God help you if you introduce something that's too too powerful. I mean. But, you know, I've been looking at Cobalt Press books and stuff just to sort of fill in fill those gaps. Yeah, the, yeah that, that, that is something because in my mind, the Monster Manual is the one that feels the most outdated. If you look at the mm-hmm. books and you're like, I need to use this in my modern game, especially compared to all the stuff that has come out since then, yeah. it feels the most dated. It feels the most least, least useful book overall because it cannot keep up many of those creatures cannot keep up with pcs of of a series of various levels yeah that is true it is i mean i am very interested to see what the final tiers and levels of the mad mage is like against a bunch of level 20s or level 19s just to see like actually we're supposed to be like level 18 like we're supposed to be lower level than we are i know but but we're eventually gonna like romper stomper We've yeah. been stomping on everything. It's been pretty violent. Yep that that's the big news. That's supposed to be, in, but it's funny that they're 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 announcing it two years before. Yep, which mm-hmm. means they've got the hard blueprint in the on the back end. They already know what they want to do and are probably in the midst of actively writing it right now. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, the most of these things come out years have been in are in process years ahead of time. Yeah, yeah, but I guess they wanted to let the stone and 
well, get everybody just, salivating. Well, let, well, the, you know, it's kind of a big announcement for it's it's the ten year anniversary of fifth edition, the fiftieth anniversary of the indie. It's a big, yeah, big fucking deal. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I guess it's you know, like like it, it's, uh, 10, 10 years. So uh, that's that's pretty good. I mean, that's that's very good for an edition. I like that they are not. I actually do. I agree. I like that they're not just saying, "Hey, this is sixth edition. You have to buy everything all over again." Um, lesson on that. Well, they, they had to get out of fourth edition, mm-hmm. but yeah, I'm really. You're right. I'm glad they didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, it could I mean, have happened. Like, it could have. I happened. mean, this sort of this sort of like revamping and updating of things, like. And, and like making things as backward co- compatible as possible, that's very consumer friendly, in my opinion. Yep, that's true. That's and bad. I don't think they actually needed from the core mechanics. I don't think there's not much they need to alter. Oh, and they also announced that they're bringing out their own digital tools. Ooh, ooh, interesting. So I think I think they are ready to slough off Roll the Indie Beyond. Oh, oh, oh! They're going to replace the Indie Beyond. Yeah, uh, that's. I, they said digital tools. That's what they said. Uh, new brand, new Watsy digital tools. Because you so, know, uh, one thing that they're not getting is the actual playing of the game. Mm-hmm. If they can monetize, and they can own where you also also the servers where you play their game. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so they might be doing their own like virtual tabletop, or you know, their own D and character manager, or something along those lines. I wouldn't doubt if it's the whole kit and caboodle. I bet it's going to be the whole shebang. They are so they're so like flush. Mm-hmm. They have so much money, like they, they could do anything. Yeah, and and if they're calling their shot now, that gives them enough time to start. Or if they're probably already in the midst of getting those teams together to develop those oh, things. That yeah, so cool. Yep, yep. I would uh, love that. So, so moving on from D and D, hold on, hold on. I actually wanted before we leave. I actually had a question for each of you. What's uh-huh. the, like? Give me like one thing. You, the like your one wish list for this quote unquote edition, and one thing you want them to change. Mm. Oh, Matthew, that's <laughs> a hard question. Yeah, no, that's why I wanted to ask them. I was like, I have to ask these guys. That's a, these are good topics to what chew on. What would I like them to change? Yeah, what's one thing you'd like to change? One thing you uh, and what, what's on your wish list? Something new or something like I want this. Well, they're not going to do psionics properly, so I'm just going to give up on that. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Like in terms of rules, I'm actually relatively overall. Uh, maybe make quaffing a potion not an not an option, <laughs> not an action like make a bonus action an, or something i don't know uh, the, maybe the a little bit more granularity in the use an object action mm-hmm. maybe something there yeah. like that's that's you know i mean to their credit that's pretty much one of the best things i can think of like <laughs> uh i making, mean this, using I, an item less non-strategically good I mean, I think I think the, uh, the 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 solution that I've always heard bandied about is, uh, you know, if you if you take a healing potion as a bonus action, you roll your healing. If you take it as a main action, you get the full value, uh, of the full max potential. Oh. But anyway, I don't give a shit about that. Um, the only the thing that I would want them to do uh, that I don't think they are going to do is increase the capacity to deal with problems in a nonviolent way. Mm. Oh yeah, uh, you know. Interestingly enough, there was a little dumb think piece about that uh, when Wild Beyond the Witchlight came out, 
because Wild Beyond the Witchlight is complete. There is a complete pacifist route through it. Really? Like end to end. One yep. first through eighth level. You don't have to fight a single thing. You can talk your way through everything or think your way through everything. Well, that's delightful. And they, and immediately they're like, but it's a combat game. Uh, and, the the grognardy neckbeards can fucking suck it. More of that, please. Well, the thing is, it's like, well, yeah, and that's cool and all, but just because the book like supports it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to do it. It doesn't. It, I would be fine if every adventure. Yes, of course, there are some adventures where you can't talk your way through it. I get the that. witch is not going to listen to you. I'm yeah, sorry, he's trying to take over the world. This, he might. This just happens to be a situation. Uh, uh, they they set up a story where it's fine. There's yeah. always going to be stories where you're going to have to fight. They're talking, this guy was talking about it, I guess. I know it's just one idiot on the internet, but he was talking about it like the publication of this single thing would be the like, well, this is just how it is now. I I didn't wow, like what a getting fucking idiot. once, so now I hate kissing. You know, like, <laughs> it's that level of dumb childish. No, I, I'm, I'm totally cool with a pacifist options in the books my only argument my only counter argument would be is D doesn't have a robust tool set as i'm sure it's yeah. written into the adventure to make it work but i'm saying I, is, that then what i'm saying is that's what i want you want you I want, want a more robust their, tool i set. want them to up their social and and mental conflict resolution abilities they're they're trying something with that uh with the with strixhaven mm-hmm. that you do have like reputation with people yeah like, reputation tracks yeah there's the, the action that already exists in the dmg and theros did it with their gods right like there's there's trackers to keep being mindful and that's actually what uh, uh was it um dragon heist was about like you had to keep track of rep- your reputation with various people yep uh, yeah, your reputation mattered, and and that kind of thing matters a bit more in AL. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I agree with Scott. I would love to see a robust set of social mechanics. Uh, the one thing I would want to do, uh, I think they need a. They're already doing the one thing I kind of like. I didn't think I wanted, but they're going to do it. It's just the new new monster manual type thing. Mm. I'm down with oh, that. Yes. Uh, I think I would think I think they need to reexamine barbarians. I think they're a little too good. Um, I think Barbarian could probably use Barbarian. Barbarian specifically needs a nice, it's nice so, tweak. It's so good that you're insane for not doing not it. Not taking it. And the, just dip two levels in the Barbarian as a fighter, you'll never be not happy about it. Um, mm. uh, the one thing I do want, I would like for them to do, um, the problem is you already sort of cursed me with this, Ryan, is like, I want every class to have a psionic subclass. I want the nice, robust sub psionic, interesting subclass for every class. I, I didn't hate the power die system either. I didn't hate. No, the I didn't either. Came I up liked with. It. I just felt that it didn't go far enough to distinguish you from the other, right. from, from like just normal guys. Like it, it, there was a well, big... the soul knife. Okay, that yep. is weird. You're a weirdo. Yep. <laughs> Um, but like the you know the site the the aberrant mind sorcerer, just like ooh psychic spells, jerk off motion. <laughs> yeah, because it was co-opting the main system. Because uh, this is a whole conversation about like sonics and like what is sonics versus what's magic and how and where like the roots of D D come from. Like, right. So let's move on. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You're sorry. right. Um, <laughs> but that's that's the big thing. That's that's going to be a big thing. Obviously, we have two years to wait. 
we'll keep you up to date. Mm-hmm. We're looking forward to it. Yep. Yep, so yep, yep. Uh, I, I I have something where I want to go next, but I, I've been distracted by something. You know, you all know what a tomahawk steak is, right? Yes, I've no, eaten. No, I don't. Ridiculous. It's a big ass ribeye that has like uh, a lot of the bone of the rib still think attached the, to it. Think okay. of the greatest, like the largest T-bone steak. You've okay, ever yeah, seen yeah, you got in it. Life. Yeah, that's what I thought you were talking about. It's okay. the size. It's like over a foot long. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a big motherfucker. Like I it, have it is part in one. It is rough. It's good yeah. though. That's oh yeah, it's so good. I mean, that's the best way to eat a, eat a ribeye. You feel you feel like a like a manly man doing it. But the reason I bring this up is I just saw something on Facebook. Uh, some company is making a to- a raw tomahawk steak boffer weapon. Yeah, that makes oh, sense. That's fine. I like yeah. that. It's a oh, giant shit. axe. That's what it is. It's just a big old bludgeon. Okay, I've already shown you. Get I already it's showed a hand you axe. Iron Man spear. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, moving on from that, uh, the Sabat book for Vampire 5th Edition. I was wondering, what, what, what say you, sir? Oh, yes, of course, I got to hit that. Um, I have incredibly mixed opinions about this book. All right, everyone get comfy. So it came out uh, as a result of the massive like shipping and production delays that everything is experiencing right now. Uh, you know, like, you know, it's, it's easy to be, get myopic about and be all like, Oh, games are really having a problem. Nope. Everybody's thing in the world, every single thing in the world is having shipping and production issues. And it's going to get worse. And it's going to yep. get worse. Uh, so get ready for longer wait times and all the cool shit you kickstarted. Um, yep. but, uh, so as a result of that renegade, who are you know, the, the license holders for, for the books now, uh, decided to go ahead and give everyone who has pre-ordered a free pdf version of the book which, which is uh, they that's great good that, good that on you guys customer service minded uh minded decision that i fully endorse having pre-ordered it i got mine in the in my email and i spent uh two days uh going over it with a fine tooth comb uh it's two days because i got super sleepy uh, <laughs> in the middle of reading it because it was very late uh, and like I said, I have very mixed feelings. I think for what it is, it's very good. Um, but it feels like they made their decisions of what they were going to use, how they were going to use the Sabbat. Uh, and all of my, all of the, the noises that I made regarding my misgivings about that I, as an idea still remain. I think that that was a, that was a decision that I wouldn't make, in my opinion. I would, if I, if I were the man with the plan over at Paradox, I would have made this a PC option. I would have made it a more fleshed out, playable sect. I would not have boiled it they, because what this book does, it strips and boils the Sabbat down to a razor's edge. They are antagonistic monsters. Mm-hmm. Uh, you cannot use this book in order to play them there is nothing like in turn like the most you can do is say okay i have all the lore of what the sabbat is like now nothing in this book will give you like the mechanical uh things that you need to in order to build a path user do any of the retay uh mechanically speaking um there are no lore sheets uh, for oh, for that, which is, yeah, which is dumb. Yeah, that bothers me yeah. so much. So this is the. I mean, yes, it, like that's why I said for what this book is, what it is intended to be, it's very good. But we've all taken of the cup 
we know that the Sabbat is a playable thing because we've been playing them for, you know, 20-ish years. Yep. Um, and to go back on that. And well, to see them kind of reduced down to just boogeymen is is very, dis- it's kind of upsetting, honestly. That's. Yeah, I mean, it, they're, they, they have been boiled down to their essence as antagonistic vampires, as antagonists for Anarch, Cam, you know, whatever games. Um, and it's very good for that. Like it, it gives you everything you need to run that. It has a lot of interesting lore, a lot of interesting, uh, you know, storytelling advice, a um, lot of really good stuff in regards to that. But it is not like it, it comes down to do you do agree with the core decision that they made or not? Yeah. Um, and I can appreciate it for what it is. I, but I, uh, I, I don't think it, they made the right decision. I defended it when they made when they made it sound like they were going to make it quote unquote not too much work. Mm-hmm. To uh, to make it player options, but if that is not the case, and they did not do that, and that was not true, I'm uh, a little upset. Well, yeah, I will a- say, here's what I'm going to say about this. Uh, it's it's what I said. Uh, what I have been saying is that there is a homebrew. It's called Long Hard Road Out of Hell. That, in my opinion, does a great job of building, having you build path you path. Uh, followers in v5 it has an alternate system for touchstones it has an all it has you know the, the the various ethics that you can use to integrate that into the convictions and touchstone system which sounds um, perfect the way yeah. you want to do that yeah. um the only i think the only thing that uh that, that's wrong with the homebrew is that the lore sheets that are attached to it are a little unbalanced they can yep. use some spit and polish um and there is another book out there that i don't remember it it um I'll have to look it up because, um, and we'll, I'll, if, if I can find it in time, we'll put the links in the show notes. It was a companion book to an actual play series that had, that was a V5 oriented uh, based around the time period of the original, of the original uh, Anarch Revolt in LA. Okay. Essentially the, the second Anarch Revolt, uh, which, um, you know, dealt with the fall of the Camarilla and like the three-way ties, but the, three-way struggle between Anarch, Cam, and Sabat, and that had a lot of really good rules for Rite. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you wanted to cobble all of these books together, you could have a perfectly playable option. It's just you got to rely on some homebrew. Um, but as I said, for what it is, it's very, very good. The art is really cool. A lot of the lore is really cool. Um They've made some decisions from a setting they, perspective. They made some decisions from a setting perspective. Uh, like there are no ductile anymore. Mm-hmm. They're just pack priests. Um, it's actually, they actually talk about it. Um, for as much as they boil it down, there is still information about the way things were. And like they, they basically like go they through. acknowledge that they have yeah, changed yeah, over they time. They acknowledge that things have changed in lore. And they're like, here's what this was. Here's why it's vestigial at best right now. Mm-hmm. Like, here's why this change has happened. Like, they talk about ducti, and they're like, ducti is now an insult for a priest who doesn't know what they're doing, spiritually speaking. Mm, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I can, uh, I can see why they went with that decision mm-hmm. because they were trying to make them leaner and meaner and more. Each coterie is their, uh, is very independent. They're not part of a larger political structure. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure on a fine grain level, you can find lots of stuff like that, right? Where it's just like, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, a lot. Like, the there's a lot. Like is... I said, it, it's, it's very, I mean, the lore that they provide is 
in my opinion, playable. You can play this version of it, maybe flesh some things out, maybe bring some old stuff back in to bring in a little bit more of the nuance and a little bit of the playability uh, to it. Uh, Because they do talk about like, yeah, there are some, there are some Sabbat domains uh, as opposed to, you know, what's sort of presented of like, they're all just ravaging and fighting the Gehenna War. Like there are some Sabbat domains. They're not, they don't look like Sabbat domains used to look like. They're very much like uh, rear bases. They are points of resupply, retreat, uh, recuperation for the Gehenna War. Right. Mm-hmm. And most of them are contested. Like the shitty part of a Cam City or the shitty part of an Anarch City that the that the Anarchs don't want to, that the, the dominant stack doesn't want to go to. Right. They've, um, they've filled in those spaces where they're not. Yeah, and they've used it and support and reinforce those areas to be in line with what they want. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, like it, it, yeah. I mean, it is a book about a sect that has destroyed itself through its own ideology, uh, and is on its last gasp to fulfill the uh, the purpose to which it claims to be. I will say the hypocrisy of the sabbat. The hypocrisy of the sabbat has gone way down. Like they are exactly what they claim to be. Well, and, the thing I was about to, oh, damn it, I missed the joke. He's like, if I wanted to hear about the Republican Party, I'd watch CNN. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. Uh, but no. yeah, no, uh, like that. That's my thing. Like, I I would have preferred a player option, like mm-hmm. a, a, a book that that you know adds the Sabat back into the mix in a real way. But for mm-hmm. what it is, it's a good book. Yeah, it sounds like it's this is Sabat the V five Sabat. Yeah, this is, this is what the Sabbat are in V5. Because from what I've gathered from all of their communications, it's like this doesn't lean into our version of what we think the personal horror of vampire is. Now I'm going to make another prediction. But uh, when they've when they've uh, made a lot of other books, when they they you know got their player's guide and Sabbat and the Second Inquisition book um, uh, out in the world. Uh, when they've had some time to f- fill in the gaps of other places and other things, uh, I think we'll get a player spot book. Hmm, probably. I, th- I, th- I think they will come back to this decision. Uh, and when they decide they want to make another book to make a bunch of money, ah. uh, they will make a book. I, I'm, I was very, su- I was somewhat supportive of this book, but once you said that they had no lore sheets, mm-hmm. I'm very sad because that is sort of the engine that 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 v5 runs to make your character interesting and unique hooks them into the world and makes them and there's so many cool lore sheets you could do in mm-hmm. sabat so many and that they don't have them makes me very sad just yep. it makes me sad because you have ones for la sombra you have some ones for all these other various groups well that's the that's the thing like you have the lore sheets for people who have left the Sabbat or who were part of the Sabbat. You do not have war sheets for Sabbat members because yeah. there are no player resources in this book. There is sort of, it, it, this is a very minor technicality. There's sort of in the base book because you can use some, they literally mentioned in some lore sheets in the base book for V5 that you could use these as Sabbat status markers and yeah. stuff like that. But that's not Sabbat specific things mm-hmm. that we obviously well, are talking I, about. I, yeah, I'm, I didn't think there were going to be lore sheets because of how they said that the book was going to be. 
Um, so there, there's a Sabat book. That's uh, that's my opinion of it. Um, I can't wait for y'all to get your hands on it to get your own personal view of it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's a mixed bag. It's good for what it is. Uh, it's very pretty. Uh, it's gross. Like there's nice gross shit in there. Uh, there's some cool stuff like um, uh, they kind of they they've revamped some of the war ghoul stuff like they're like yeah we don't really have the resource to make vase anymore we've kind of made something new uh that kind of melds the concept of war ghouls and blood brothers okay. uh, we basically Great. have super conditioned ghouls uh who can just meld themselves together into a war ghoul oh well, cool you gotta love that zamishi you know that their stick to itiveness. Yeah, what's also cool is that in all the physical disciplines, there's a, literally a power that lets you give some of your power to someone else. Mm -hmm. So I can totally see them juicing up one or two ghouls before they go in so that they have even more power when they're rocking yeah. and rolling. They're called flesh weld ghouls. Ooh, neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. There's cool shit. The discipline powers are all like, mm, Jesus Christ. Uh, real nasty discipline powers. Oh, so they do have disciplines in there. Yeah, there are disciplines. Um, okay, which you can use as a you can get these powers as a as a non sabat player, uh, but a lot of them incur stains just by their use. Hey, uh, you know what? That actually makes me a little happier. I didn't think there was any mechanical support. No, there there is mechanical support. There is some mechanical support, not a lot, but there is some there, and that's really cool because everyone loves cool weird powers, right? Mm -hmm. Um, and good idea, like just using the powers gives you stains. Mm -hmm. Like that's how you can make them a little weirder and sexier. Yeah. Um, uh, let's moving on to some other the news. Um, there's been a couple things we talked about the D big D and D announcement. Um, yeah, Free League is making a Blade Runner RPG. Everyone yeah. getting yeah. a Blade Runner RPG uh, sometime next year. Uh, Free League is people who do um, Tales from the Loop. And Aliens, the Alien RPG, mm -hmm. it's going to use the exact same system. But they're going to tweak it, obviously, towards the uh, the Blade Runner universe in the setting. Uh, they've stated that's going to take place between the two movies. Hmm. It's like 2037 is the time period in which you're playing in. Um, so there's a lot of like, huh, I wonder what happened between the first movie and the second movie. Here you go. It's a, that's a fertile playground. That very fertile because you have like entire other iterations of of uh, replicants you have like half of las vegas got nuked uh like the whole bunch of stuff that's going on uh and what else other things uh ryan do you have anything news wise nah dnd was really all i was paying attention to. <laughs> it's okay it's okay this is my way uh we obviously in october we got fizzman's uh oh yeah i Treasury got the, dragons uh, I did, in fact, pick up the the special boy copy of that as well. I just, I guess, I just do that now. Well, they're very pretty. You should. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, we'll definitely talk about that when it gets out. But everything we've seen about the Fizzman's, um Treasury of Dragons looks real good. Looks like a lot of fun in that book. Weird, gross, interesting things. Elder Brain Dragon. Elder, Elder Brain, Brain Dragon. Dragon. Hooray! You want to put it's some teeth? Back in the dragons, I think this is the well, one for you. it's a, a way to make an elder it, brain scary because it's it's breath deep. weapons are tadpoles. Oh, yeah. yep, get oh. slotted, bitch. Mm -hmm. <laughs> also, I, I, I saw the rework of the dragonborn or some of the metallic dragonborn that they let released. It's going to be 
their breath weapons are going to be D10s now, which is good. Oh, they, they are actually going to release new stats for them. Uh, yes. Oh wow! I didn't know. I didn't know that was official. Or yeah, not. I think they did a release thing yesterday where they showed the first like look at them, and it's going to be better. Good. <laughs> That's actually one of the things I wanted out of that book was a revamp to the Dragonborn, and I think they're getting tails back. I think. I, I yeah, they get lots of options and stuff and weird stuff because of just how varied they are. Yeah. Which is so, great because they needed it because there's a lot more variation of for the other races, but there yeah. wasn't a lot much for them. I wonder, the I wonder if they'll pump- canonize all the the, the stuff, uh, the Ak Ink canon of uh, about Dragonborns, maybe with the uh, you know the tails uh, and oh uh, yeah the, that the, the and the two dicks. <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll see. I mean, hey, what's going on? <laughs> you said it was a two dicks. Two dicks. Yeah, it's two joke dicks. Bad. Yeah. All right. Other so, than that, we don't have uh, that much more. There were just a lot of big news, a lot of things that just were slapped us in the face and said hello. Uh, Monty I Cook's doing something new uh, with the plane. It's called Plane Breaker. Which doing a new five E supplement. Everyone does a five E supplement. Um, yep. The, the, oh yeah, the the we now real know why exactly uh, all that Dragonlands nonsense was happening because they were doing a, a supplement called the Bra- uh, the Sky Pirates of Abraxas. Oh, okay, is that what that was? Okay, yes, they did. They, they, which is why there was probably all sorts of to dos with IPs and whatnot because they were actually developing a five E thing with wizards. Okay, cool. Yeah, or yeah. something yeah. like that. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was something. Something yeah. along those lines. And then um, uh, my, uh, Ian World's doing uh, doing uh, level up advanced 5e. They're going to kickstart next month, which is going to be good because while we still have two years before the newly announced next iteration of mm-hmm. D&D, so they're going to have right. lots of room to play it. Uh, the, um, uh, the Kickstarter for Werewolf the Apocalypse, the Apocalypse Record is going on. Uh, yes. Yes, uh, yes, yes. That's If you like Werewolf, that's a... I'm... Uh, I'm betting that that's going to be a very cool book in terms of like artifact or you know just sort of lore and meta plot uh if you're a fan of that setting supposedly uh, it's going to be a lot like um beckett's uh, beckett's jihad diary yeah. it's so, it's the bridge product between werewolf 20th edition and fifth and, and fifth edition waiting for w5 werewolf fifth edition i want to see what they do with it because there's a lot of there's a lot of work to be done the yeah, more I, I, very curious about what's uh, the status of that yeah, the more I think about werewolf in like the setting and everything, the more I'm like, oh, this needs this needs some tweaking, and especially from a modern perspective on things. Yep, that's going to be an interesting uh, decision and uh, discussion to have. <laughs> All right, uh, any other news, my fellows? I think uh, I think we've had our news. All right, Scott. So you mentioned something about. The big game. The big game, yeah. So uh, as uh, as been mentioning, I went to Night in Question uh, at the beginning of the month. Uh, I did have a very good time. It was a very, very fun time. It was really great seeing all, all these people uh, who I you know met, met a couple of years ago and I've been interacting with online ever since. Uh, it was nice to have a big role-playing uh, outing. Uh, it was very, it was very emotionally intense in terms of that. Like it was, there was a lot of emotions going on just in relation to, and I mentioned this on patron content. This was like the most amount of people who I've interacted with in a non-superficial manner uh, <laughs> in a very long time. Uh, so, oh boy, the feels for that. Um, the game itself, I had a 
just as fantastic time as one could hope. Um, but uh, I have some some notes regarding my experience uh, that are a little nuanced. Um, while I did have a great time, uh, I'm gonna gonna say that after a long period of reflection, that I can definitely say that I had more fun as a mortal. Hmm. And why would you say that? Because once you've seen both sides of the coin, it becomes very apparent that the experience that they are crafting is the mortal experience. That is where they put the majority of their focus and time. And I'm not saying that this is a bad thing. I think that the mortal experiences was a great experience. It was a really intense experience. And most of the players are mortals. Um, uh, but the vampire experience was definitely different. Now, I, there's, there's, there's reasons on their side and there's reasons on my side for, for I think, the experience that I had as a vampire. Um, the experience that I had as a vampire had to do with the fact that there were some logistical issues. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, two of my favorite people, uh, Ryan and Murphy, weren't there. Uh, they were supposed to be there. Uh, mm-hmm. And they made the decision, oh, the wise decision to not come because the fucking Delta variant. Uh, so sure no did. shade on uh, on those two wonderful people. He just missed them. That's all. I missed I, them a great. I deal. missed you. I missed it so terribly. I was so yeah. sad. Uh, but uh, also, so we had we subbed in one person for for them, uh, and the other person didn't. It didn't work out because they got very busy. Uh, so we were down to four uh, in our in our pack. And then the the girl who was playing our pack priest got sick literally while we were getting our makeup on. Oh, oh what no. really? Yeah, so she got very very sick uh, and could not come to the game. Oh, so Jesus. our pack was down to three people. Oh my uh, god, I'm so sorry, dude. That yeah, so it was rough. Lame. It was that that was a rough experience. Um, and because of like some role playing stuff and some decisions that were made and some some sort of. <sighs> So remember when they had us line up and uh, get in, you know, get uh, have ties with, you know, you yeah. like this person, you hate this person. You just pick a uh, random you got feelings. Yeah, Mo and Austin lined up with each other for the negative character tie. So they had to come up with a negative character tie on the spot. Uh, and that shaped their role play with each other. Uh, so basically, like, Austin's character... Like and this was something that was built into his character and what he wanted to do. Austin's character was trying to get out anyway, hmm. and so then they decided that the negative tie there was that Mo's character, who was kind of a combination of um, the of Ryan, your character, and Murphy's character, she kind uh-huh. of smushed them together sure. uh, when we realized that our our, our other friend wasn't going to be there. Um, so she it was like, oh yeah, I got this person into the pack, and now I find out that he's trying to turn traitor and. So basically, they were set out against set against each other. So, for, so that that was their their personal plot. So you had three uh, pack members total, three, two of which are at each other's nearly at each other's yeah. throats. And and I don't know if you've ever heard those two people be at each other's throats, even pretendies. It's real. It's real good. It like they get, get they they're get very into it. good. It can be very intense though. Mm-hmm. Uh, so basically, I was on my own in terms of trying to do what the pack was there to do. Oof. Oof. Yeah, it, it was it was a, it was a hit. It was a blow. It's not something I'm blaming anyone for, but it was me on my own trying to do the things that it I wanted to do for my character without much of which, without much support from other people. So accomplishing my goals was very difficult. I didn't get much done. Uh, so my experience as a vampire, as you know, someone who's supposed to have a pack behind him, getting shit done, was diminished. 
and also, I think from their end of things, like I said, they put the majority of their time and effort into crafting the mortal experience, and they let the vampires kind of do their thing with. Do, with let the, they can be on their own. They're kind of yeah, they're kind of on their own. Also, and this was made very clear in our sort of vampire briefing that we had. Um, they, being a vampire in the night in question, you are at least a quarter of an NPC. Mm, uh, because you sense. have a job to do you have mm. jobs to do in terms of uh in play and out of play you have a job helping facilitate the experience of the mortals mm-hmm. like the, the 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 speech that they gave us regarding like our role in building the atmosphere of the game very similar to speeches i have given to people in monster town <laughs> oh i'm I can see why it rubs you a little no, bit. No, I, no, I'm not saying this as a negative. Okay, I'm not. Okay. I'm not saying any of this as a negative. Yeah, I mean, I'm saying kind of that, expected that honestly. Yeah, like, that's I mean, yeah, that, that would be expected. It is the combination of out of play chaos and sort of the, the the nature of the ground that left me not having as much fun as I think I could have. Yeah. And but even all things being equal. I think that having experienced both uh, both um, settings, uh, versions of the game, I think all things being equal, even if I had had my full pack there, even if there had been like more ways of me getting shit done, uh, you know, and 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 doing things that were, weren't either they weren't there or I didn't have a very I didn't have a good enough experience getting my hands on them. Um, I think I would have enjoyed being immortal anyway. Uh, because that is what the experience is mostly about is the horror movie interactive horror movie experience mm-hmm. where you are you know you start the you have because the 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 character ties and the web of influences in all of the mortal groups are really really intricate whereas the things between the vampire packs are there they're present but they're nowhere near as guided uh, yeah i can see that because uh, I can just putting myself sort of in your place and you from your experiences, I can see why that's less fun because I had a blast at the night in question when mm-hmm. I was because I had those character ties and because I was immortal, I had you guys there and we were bouncing off each other. We have we were in these modes of like conspiracy and paranoia but also we knew in the back of our minds the vampires are running around doing mm-hmm. things and we have to we have to play in their web until they 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 circle the circle the noose and then they got us mm-hmm. like that was the exciting part yeah which is not to say that i don't recommend playing a vampire i think like like i said like especially if you don't have the thing that's, that's happened to me happen where you have your full pack and you have you know every, everyone there and you can have that experience which you know nine out of ten nine out of ten people are going to have that experience i just can't hit it with the fuck hammer um uh but i think if i were to go again i would love to do something along the line. i would like to do like a walking feast or one of the pre get heavily invested in one of the actual like pre-written ones. Like I've had a lot of ideas. There's actually people been bouncing around in the discord of like, what are some cool walking feast concepts? And I was like, yeah, what about like the campus objectivist society? Just the people who deserve to die the most. (laughs) Like college Ayn Rand fans. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, The, the, my favorite one that I've heard uh, was a toxic polycule ready to explode? Oh no! Yeah. That's amazing. I know. Oh. Like we we're gonna make this everyone's problem. problem. Oh. Everyone's. We are everyone's problem. 
but the one uh, in terms of a walking feast that i would actually like to put together uh is a group of like legitimate society of leopold hunters who are in way over their heads that's also really fun yeah yeah oh yeah oh we, yeah, we, we hear something we're, going we're used to picking off Camarilla members in, in goth clubs. We're used to anarchs having their shitty little raves. This is not any of that. There nope. are so many more of them than we expected there to be. And it, we are, a, we, no, we are now a five to one ratio. This mm-hmm. is impossible. Yeah. Uh, like that, the, like that's, that's the group that dies hard. Like, that would be really cool. It would also be really cool if like one of you was like a high level cleric in that group. Like I am the cleric. I am here to have the true faith. And like, you know, what, what happens when you have an inquisitor versus an inquisitor? <laughs> you. Like of two different varieties. That would be fun in my opinion. Um, I fully like I would suggest, Ryan, if you have any opportunity to go as a vampire, because I know you wanted to do that. And I know you, Matthew, want to do that. I would suggest doing that. Uh, because it is worth a worthy to have the experience, but I wouldn't go as well. I wouldn't go in for the big thing that mm-hmm. we went in through this time because that didn't work out super great. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, no way like, we could have known. Yeah, we we couldn't have known. Um, I mean, a blooded ticket or like a true monster, uh, like Matthew. I know you like the idea of doing like the full true monster for you is very intriguing. Yeah, yeah. Just do it's full expensive. makeup. Get the, get the expensive, but, but the full makeup. It's a one and done thing. Like just do the whole thing. I won't only do it. Uh, once. All the all the true monsters were entirely different this year. Cool. That's that's neat. There was a kiosid. Ooh. Uh, so like like that must have been skin. custom. Yeah. I, that must have been custom. That must have been like I want to play a kiosid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that that was probably what I would do. If I went back to night in question, I would I would need to save up the money to do something like that where I got the full the full treatment. Well, yeah, I mean those tickets like the blooded tickets and the true monster tickets, those come with hotel rooms. So yeah. they're not as uh as pricey as they seem to be. Yep. But uh yeah, I had a great like all things being equal, even with all the, the trials and the tribulations, I had a really great time. It was a really great time seeing people. It was a very cathartic, emotional experience. The game was fun. Um, I actually, uh, I helped out a little bit setting up the uh, the site because we were there a couple of days early. That's uh, really that cool. Fun. Thank you. Yeah, uh, that was really cool uh, to spend some time with, uh, you know, my friend Rachel, who was my sire last time, as well as Matt Webb and, and uh, yeah. the the people who are there. That was a really cool time to to help them out because you know, hey, I I know I know for running LARPs, and if they 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 every little bit helps yep. uh, because one of the things of COVID is that their um their ground crew was very limited this time. Yeah. So knowing that pain. I decided to do what I could. Yeah, to help out. And, I mean, and it's also a great way to network with the oh, people yeah. who run the game, get to know them. If mm-hmm. you're like, if, especially if you're like new, you're like you don't yeah. know them, you're like, hey, I'd like to help out wherever I physically can if you're physically able. Great way to do that. Great way yeah. to get to know them. There's no shame in helping out, and it's actually kind of fun and productive. Yeah. But yeah, so that was my night in question. Uh, do you guys have any, any like questions you want me? Do, to ask <laughs> do about you have experience? any questions this night for you? Yes. Like anything you guys want to know about what happened uh, or mean, anything? Uh, obviously, you told me there was only one BSD this year. Yeah. They didn't do any fighting, which is makes me sad. Yeah. The Monobitsy Pit was revamped and was really cool. Like it was oh, like cool. it, it was a cage match. Like they, awesome. made, a, they, made, they made a full cage oh, with rad. like black lights everywhere. And was it like, outside was again? Pushing. No, it was it was outside, but it was closer. It actually okay. was no, it actually it was inside the actual uh, facility they had just built out the front part a lot more okay uh for the burning 
for yeah like yeah it was the the monomysia pit was inside the facade okay uh but they had done some really extensive renovations to the out like the the front part of that uh that facility and so they had a big open space that had like a, a legit like hell in the cell style cage that's pretty rad i i, uh, I they I they strung in a they, they flew in a, a chainsaw uh in the middle of a fight and so they had we had like a little like chainsaw battle like a, <laughs> like a fight to get to the chainsaw and then you could use the chainsaw awesome awesome uh, it was really cool uh they did not like yeah i i would have loved to have had the bsd fights that they had last year i would that was something i was like kind of jonesing for but it didn't happen so yep. sad um, pants yeah, yeah, no. So mixed bag, but overall positive. Uh, uh, I think I would love. I think I am more jazzed about the Elysium Chronicles than mm-hmm. now that I've done Night in Question two times. I think that I'm my my where I really want to go with that style. I think that the Elysium Chronicles is going to be great. Uh, I do believe that they are still planning on doing it. It's just COVID kicked their ass. Yep, yep. And what basically for those who it's basically. It's the same company. It's the same company that does Night in Question, mm-hmm. but they're doing the sort of the big ballroom style versions of Night in Question, but for the cam cam side of things with smaller satellite games. We actually did an interview. Well, I did an interview a while back on this here podcast with Matt Webb regarding Lazy Chronicles, back before the world got shit kicked in. Yep. Uh, and you know because the, they were planning on doing it this year. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was, was originally this, this the was plan. to be the year of Elysium Chronicles. Um, so yeah, uh, I suggest going back. I think it's episode 89. If you want to go back and get more details about that, uh, and, uh, hopefully we'll be, I will put a link in the show notes just for ease of use. If you want to go back and listen to that. Yeah. So anything else, Scott, about that in question? Uh, no, unless, like I said, unless you guys had anything you wanted to tease out of me and and pick my brain about, uh, anything for me, Ryan? I know what I, I think I know what I need to know. No, Matt, he does a good job. He did a good job. Um, they'll probably have it again next year if you're interested. So we'll I'll yeah. link in the show notes. Most certainly. Um, so that's going to wrap it up for us this evening. We hope, hope you have a good evening. And from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. Hello, everyone. Matthew here. If you enjoyed the show, you can always contact us at polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, as well as at polyhedroncast on Twitter. And if you want to get in touch with me, I'm at Divis Malkav on Twitter. And I'm at Arjuus, R-J-U-O-U-S on Twitter. And if you really want to show your support and get some extra content on the side, head on over to patreon.com slash polyhedron.